Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew Jump. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, a new segment we're going to be doing over the next few weeks, probably one a week, really looking forward to diving into these with you guys. They're going to be called Moments That Shaped Our Game, and the first one we're going to talk about is the Mighty West Tigers of 2005, one of my favourite premierships of all time. I was lucky enough to be there that night, and it was unbelievable. With most stories, you start from the beginning. We're going to start from the very end here and just remind you of what an unbelievable moment that was that night. Of course, 2005 Grand Final taking on the North Queensland Cowboys led by the Dalian medalist Jonathan Thurston in his first year up there in North Queensland. Comes down to the last play. Paul Fatawira, he makes a break from about his own 30. Brett Hodgson gets the ball, puts in a perfect kick. Rodney Payton, Toddy Payton, the current North Queensland Cowboys coach, scores a try to finish this game off. The West Tigers, from absolutely nowhere, they were the 2005 Premiers. It doesn't really matter. Then Hudson puts a kick in, and the big hombres, Peyton, Peyton scores. The Tigers, they score right on full time. 28-16 with the kick to come. Oh, it's a great way to finish a pretty good grand final here in 2005. Who would have thought front rowers scoring tries to win grand finals? The disappointment on the Cowboys. They have tried so hard tonight. There's the full-time hooter. The Tigers, the West Tigers. Well done. A magnificent victory here tonight. One of the greatest moments in rugby league history for me. Definitely one of my most favourite moments of all time. An unbelievable moment to be there for live as well. Incredible stuff. And you know how it finishes. Let's go back to how it started. Let's go back six years before this unbelievable night. It's July 27th, 1999, and the Western Suburbs Magpies and the Balmain Tigers, they're voting on whether they should merge or not. That, of course, went through to form the mighty West Tigers that would go on to win a premiership in just six years' time under unbelievable circumstances. Let's go back to that night in 1999. These foundation teams have to set aside their allegiances 
in favour of pragmatism, Balmain and western suburbs, the Tigers and the Magpies, voted in favour of extinguishing their individual histories and starting afresh as a new entity, the West's Tigers. Let's go around the grounds. Leanne West is at Balmain and she joins me now. Leanne, what was the feeling like? Oh, Tim, as you said, a night of enormous emotion, a night of great passion, and for many, a night of enormous sadness. The vote here, though, was overwhelming. It was 3 to 1, 295 votes to 99. Afterwards, I guess a sense of resignation. The, uh, the vote count came over the PA system here at the club. There was no cheering, no reaction. Just, I guess, a sense of acceptance that really it was merge or die. That certainly was the approach club management had. That was the line they were pushing quite strongly. As you can imagine, they were very, very happy with the outcome tonight. Here's what the, they had to say. It was terribly emotional for a lot of people. And I think that uh, statements made by Dawn and, and other board members and myself, that they vote with their head and also keep their emotions in control, I think that happened tonight. All true Balmain people, you, you, we would love to stand alone, but as John Chalk pointed out, the, the, the head must rule the heart when it comes to decisions that affect the long-term future of any organisation. They say Balmain girls and boys don't cry. <laughs> um, it's, it was an emotional recommendation to be put up to the members. Uh, history's been made in the Balmain area again tonight, and uh, I guess think we now have to get on with the job of showing our supporters and our, um, our members that we can do a good job and that we've got the Tigers in the elite competition and I think that's what it's all about. Yeah, I can imagine, Leanne, what it would have meant to people like Dawn Fraser and uh, Wayne Pearce, legends of that area. What was it like inside the meeting? Well, the media was locked out, but we got a fair idea of what happened in there from speaking to club members afterwards. Balmain management, they really brought out the big guns tonight, enormously influential list of speakers speaking on in favour of the merger. It started with a national icon, swimming hero Dawn Fraser. You don't get any more Balmain than Dawn. She started, uh, she's of course, uh, she moved the motion last week at the board meeting to go ahead with the merger. After Dawn spoke a succession of great players from the club's uh, heydays, uh, Keith Barnes, Wayne Pearce, Steve Roach, uh, Paul Surinan. Uh, look, it really was a, obviously a very convincing argument put forward by those people. On the negative side, a group of three directors who resigned from the club board last week when the board decided to go uh, uh, with the merger option. A very emotional speech too from one of the club's best known supporters, Laurie Nichols. Laurie was in tears. He couldn't continue. Here's some reaction from uh, some of the Balmain members. It's a very difficult time for a lot of people that have followed the club for a long while, I think. But, um, you know, I think you've got to move on, you've got to move ahead and uh, not much else you can do, I think. Well, I've been following the Tigers for 52 years and the family 90. And uh, we're just black and gold and I think it's a mistake. I think we should have had found the strength to keep going as we did for 92 years. All right, Leanne, thanks very much for that. This is Leanne West at the Tigers' Den at Balmain. And over at Campbelltown in Sydney's western suburbs, their meeting made no bones about it. They definitely wanted to become Tigers. Peter Ryan is at that meeting and he joins me now. And uh, we'll get to Peter shortly. And as you can imagine, this uh, is very hard for supporters of rugby league clubs. have been around since 1908. Traditional clubs, they founded the rugby league when it broke away from rugby union all those years ago. And you can just imagine the emotion of people like uh, Norning Fraser and Wayne Pearce. Uh, just having to face the reality now of the game they love and the team that they love 
no longer existing in their own right, but still existing in a way. So I think we've got Peter Ryan at uh, Campbelltown now. And Peter, what was the feeling like over there at the Magpies? Well, Tim, it was a very uh, emotional here at Campbelltown. The members came here with one thing in mind, and that was to vote for pretty much a new club. Just seven voted against the proposal to merge with the Tigers. 254 said, yes, let's go ahead with the deal. Coach Tommy Radonikas, although he's very uncertain about his future, he was one of the yes men. I think it's just great for uh, Western Suburbs and especially for Campbelltown for the stadium. But I think uh, me and Junior might be able to help, help out each other somewhere along the line. Would you be prepared to take the junior position? No. I understand in the meeting you said you would apply for the job, but you didn't think you'd get it. Probably not because of my performance in the last two years. And, and it's no good saying we didn't have the money and that. It's just um, being realistic and uh, I know I've done it tough. It's not all my fault, but that's the way it goes. And I'm just happy that Western Suburbs survived. Indeed, and of course, Peter, we all know it's been a difficult time for Tommy and Western Suburbs. Yes, Tim, the club's been on tenderhooks for some time now. They've spoken to at least five other clubs about the possibilities of uh, mergers, both formally and informally, and as recently as two weeks ago, they were still speaking with Canterbury. But as we now know, uh, they've become uh, uh, gone ahead with the merger with the Tigers. Although the fans here at Campbelltown are upset that it's the end of an era, they're also very positive about it being a new life for the club. Former Magpie John Dorohy, former international John Dorohy, had this to say. Uh, it means a step in the right direction, you know, that the game of rugby league stays strong in the area and, and it, it gives the kids of the area then that opportunity to progress, you know, naturally as the years go by. Mate, you wore that flag. And Peter, is there still some bitterness and a bit of anger over the Super League ARL war? Oh, still plenty of bitterness here over that Super League clash and as Tommy Radonica said, and I quote, uh, what can you do? We lost the war. That night in 1999 when the West Tigers were officially born and of course the year 2000 under the coaching of the great Wayne Pierce, a Balmain legend, the West Tigers, they entered the NRL competition captained by their new recruit, Jared McCracken. Not an overly successful season realistically. Wayne Pierce, he would only survive that one season the next year. Terry Lamb would come on and coach the West Tigers for 2001 and the 2002 season. Obviously a guy that won the Dalian medal at the Western Suburbs Magpie, so great links there, even though he played the vast majority of his career at the Canterbury Bulldogs. And look, the end of 2002, the Tigers, they're a new franchise. There isn't really much doing, but without anyone really noticing, 2003 is the year that things start to change for a couple of reasons. One, they appoint Tim Sheens as their coach. I've heard Benny Elias talk about the end of 2002. They were looking for a new coach, and he spoke to Laurie Daly. And he said, mate, what do I do here? I need a new coach. And Laurie Daly said, the guy you need is Tim Sheens. He is the guy that you need to call right now. So an unbelievable little turn of events there where they managed to get their hands on Tim Sheens. This job was originally offered to and rejected by Craig Bellamy as well, a little-known fact that people forget about. But Tim Sheens, he walked into this job. He did an unbelievable just an unbelievable effort of what he did at the West Tigers, what he formed and what he turned, what they were and what he turned them into. And just 
three years' time. Simply incredible. 2003, though, it's also important for another reason. It's the emergence of a young gun. Now, he makes his debut in the season 2003 in round 20 against the Newcastle Knights. He comes off the bench in that game, but it's round 23 against the Brisbane Broncos where Benji Marshall, he starts in this game, he's playing halfback, and he absolutely lights it up. Doesn't score a try or anything like that, but some of his some of the moments and some of the steps that he put on, simply incredible in this game. Let's roll the tape on some of those incredible moments from the first time we really worked out that Benji Marshall was going to be the real deal. With the kick. Benji Marshall coming back to fullback has it covered. A wall of defenders in front of him. He beats the defence with ease. Still going up to the halfway line. He stumbled. I hope he now Marshall. This is the last tackle. Looking for runners to beat the kick. Miles is coming. Oh, wasn't it? I think he's got there. It wasn't too deep. Oh, the ball's come out the back. Did it go forward? Benji Marshall has it anyway. There's that sidestep that Phil Gould was alluding to. The wall. Benji Marshall with the dummy. He's away from acting half. Fullbacks are beat. It's Henry screaming around Kelly. There's well, that sidestep. This is a good play. He almost sidestepped himself then. Here it is again. Look at this sidestep. <laughs> <laughs> he did sidestep himself. The emergence of Benji Marshall in 2003 was huge, and you can sort of hear the commentators there sort of giggling and laughing at Benji's sidestep. Never before had we seen a guy that jumped so high to step and moved so quickly, and Benji at this age, he was 17, 18 years old, so he's still a little bit clumsy, still a bit of an unco, so he sort of fell over half the time he did this stuff, but he beat two and three defenders, so you can hear the commentators sort of giggling because it's the first time we'd ever seen something like this, a guy moved like this, and then it just become part and parcel of Rugby League after Benji did it. Guys like Carmichael Hunt, guys like Sean Johnson that emerged after him that did very similar sidesteps. Benji started this. And look, that night, the West Tigers, they defeated the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, the 2003 Brisbane Broncos, a pretty star-studded side. So there were signs in hindsight that this Tigers team was starting to come together. But it's halfway through 2003 is the key moment for me. Having Finding Benji Marshall was unreal. 2003, though, halfway through, they make a signature for the next season. Now, they've signed a halfback from the Brisbane Broncos. He started at the North Queensland Cowboys, a junior from Mount Isa. I think he'd broken his leg three times already. He's a halfback that had played 100 games at first grade already between the two clubs, but he'd won less than 35% of those games. Not a very impressive resume. Little did the Tigers know they would sign a guy that would be part of their club's history forever. For me, I think it's one of the most underrated signings in rugby league history. For me, the West Tigers of 2005, they're not a premiership winning side without Scott Prince. I know a lot of people talk about the impact of Benji Marshall and he had the highlights, but mate, Scott Prince, he was the voice behind the try line after they conceded. He was the vast majority of their kicking game. He was their captain. You've got to remember at the start of the 2005 season, he wasn't actually the captain yet. He was appointed the captain halfway through the season. I believe he took over from Darren Centre when he was out injured. He returned 
turned and they said, you know what, Tim Sheen's decided we're going to stick with Scotty Prince. He's leading this team in a fantastic manner. And of course, he went on to be the Dally M Captain of the Year in 2005 and on the biggest stage, Scotty Prince delivered. It's the flick pass we all remember, which no doubt, a critical moment in rugby league history, one of the greatest ever. But Scott Prince, the Clive Churchill medalist, he was unbelievable that night. They've now got all the pieces. There's a couple of other guys that come together over this period. Guys like Brett Hodgson, obviously came over from the Parramatta Eels. Guys like Paddy Richards as well. Really crucial guys. The development of a young Robbie Farrow that came through the system. A Balmain boy, a Leichhardt Wanderers boy, I believe, that came all the way through. And now they were poised to take on the final series in 2005 and really shake the rugby league landscape up. 2004, I think it's forgotten. With three weeks to go in the NRL season, they had the potential to make the finals, but they lost their last three games on the trot. They returned in 2005 and... They take on the Parramatta Eels in round one. You remember the 2005 Eels were an unbelievable side. They were red-hot favourites to win this competition at a few points of the season, obviously led by their halfback, Timmy Smith. Tim Smith had 40 tries that year. It was unbelievable. And he came on our podcast and spoke about that season. And honestly... It was sort of like it is right now in our competition. There was no one you could talk to that wouldn't tell you it was going to be the Eels and the Dragons in the grand final. They were the two best teams by far and away. And as the season unfolded, both missed the grand final, of course. Both fell short in the prelim finals. But the West Tigers of 2005, they take on the Paramount Eels in round one. They get dusted there. They go to round two and they have a bye there. So not ideal to have your whole preseason lose, have a bye. And then the next two weeks, they're two weeks from hell. They take on the Canterbury Bulls. Dogs and the Sydney Roosters, the two grand finalists from 2004. And first up, they've got the Canterbury Bulldogs, the defending premiers, an unreal contest and a game that you gave the West Tigers next to no hope. The Bulldogs, they got out to an early lead. The Tigers, they wrestled their way back into it. And the man that I just mentioned, Scotty Prince, he's the man that leads them to this victory. 36 all, he kicks a match-winning field goal. Before this, he scored two unreal tries, one being an intercept that just sums up Scotty Prince. Bulldogs on their 20. Williams still able to offload intercept. Prince has got it. He salutes the judge. He flashes the whip in the air. And the Stewarts for the Tigers won't mind that. They're up by 10 and they can make it 12 in just a moment. He continues to have a good game, Scotty Prince. The West Tigers, they knock over the Canterbury Bulldogs in round three of the 2005 NRL season. Of course, the defending premiers, the team that they beat in the grand final of the year before was the Sydney Roosters. And of course, the Tigers, they go on to beat them the week after. Yes, they were Brad Fittlerless the year after he retired, but... This West Tigers team, they weren't really treated with any respect. They also beat the Warriors after that. So they won three of their first four games. Uh, and then they went on a bit of a losing streak, losing four in a row. It sort of goes win-loss, win-loss over the next few months. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f- are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
until round 16. They take on the St. George Illawarra Dragons. They win that one 32-24, and this is a game at Oki Jubilee. The Dragons, as I said, they were red-hot favourites to win this premiership, so that was a big, big, well, one of the red-hot favourites to win this premiership, sorry. So that was a big, big victory for them, and it starts... A set of like eight wins in the in a row for the West Tigers, and the day that I remember more than any other is July 21st at Shark Park. Now Scott Prince, the man we've mentioned a couple of times, he scores three tries in this game—an unbelievable effort from a seven. But this game was highlighted by one moment, and it's one moment that we will never forget in rugby league history. With Hodgson. Now they're going to go a little wider. Prince Ball back for Marshall. The footwork, the footwork. Benji Marshall. Now the speed. The footwork again. Away from Prince. Passes without looking. Away for Richards. Back to Fitzhenry. That is as good as you will see on a Sunday afternoon anywhere in the National Rugby League. Benji Marshall has sent the Tigers fans into a frenzy. Even the Sharks fans are applauding that. Was that Sterlo? I want to sign this kid up, get him on a long-term contract. Because there, in a in a small snippet of play, you have seen what this kid is about. Bang, step, another step. Okay, it's against back rower, but now he puts the foot down. Slide to him without looking almost. He, he well, he has a look to see who's the best position. He had a winger on his shoulder. He had a winger out wide. He made the right decision. It'll look fantastic from run on. Just watch the, the ability of this kid, the movement, the exuberance in his play. Something out of nothing. And probably a, a snippet that'll win the football game for his football team. He's just got the dancing feet, hasn't he? Funny what two years does in rugby league. Two years ago when he burst onto the scene with these sort of sidesteps, commentators were giggling at him. Only two years later at Shark Park, Benji puts on one of the most unbelievable tries we will ever see. He comes under Scott Prince. He goes left foot, left foot. He gooses through. He throws a no-looker 15-metre pass out to Paddy Richards, uh, and he flicks it back inside to Daniel Fitzhenry. Just an unbelievable try in rugby league. One of the greatest we've ever seen. And it's one of those moments, I mean, if you're between the ages of probably 25 and 33 around that mark, tell me, you know, t- t- tell me that's not one of your most memorable moments from your childhood. And I'll show you a liar because that was unbelievable. Just a crazy moment. And Benji Marshall, it wouldn't be the last magical moment that he had this season. He would obviously have many more to come. One coming into the grand final. We'll talk about that soon. But as this season unfolded, they went on this unbelievable run. They won eight or nine in a row. It was incredible. We got to round 25 and round 26. And they lose to the Melbourne Storm and the Penrith Panthers. So back-to-back losses coming into the finals. It's a little bit shaky. We're not really sure what's going on with this West Tigers side. They managed to finish fourth. Yeah, so they take on the North Queensland Cowboys in week one. Of course, the team that we know, they would play in the grand final only four weeks later. They beat the Cowboys 50-6. to six. An unbelievable performance. They absolutely blitzed them in the first week of the finals. This game's remembered for Brett Hodgson. He scored three tries in this game. One of the real unsung heroes of this footy team. They then went and played the Brisbane Broncos the week after. They gave it to them 34-6. Scott Prince scores an unreal try where Brett Hodgson goes through. He finds Princey. They chase him over to the right corner and he just pulls up, comes to a complete stop and lets the Brisbane defender go past him. An unreal moment. And then came the prelim final. The St. George Illawarra Dragons. One of the red hot favourites to take out this premiership and there was one moment from this game that I will never forget to the open side to Hodgson they run decoy after decoy Marshall Marshall he's over 
This Benji Marshall trying the third minute of the prelim final against the St. George Illawarra Dragons. What a game this one was. What a moment this was. Obviously, the Dragons, they came into this game red-hot favourites. I remember this one. It was at Aussie Stadium. I was always lucky. I was also lucky enough to be at this one at the SFS. It was unreal. And you heard in the commentary there, Rab says, decoy after decoy. And this is what this West Tigers team was built on. I commonly hear them referred to nowadays, the team that threw the ball around and chanced their arm. And you know what? They did do that. But I think people sort of put them in the same category as like the New Zealand Warriors from the early 2000s where they'd throw it over their head, they'd flick past, they'd throw it all over the place. It wasn't really the reality of it. They were a really structured team, but their structure was bodies in motion. And this was the beauty of the West Tigers. You can see it on this try. And whilst it's really common now to have a, you know, three or four block plays in each in each play that you have, I mean, 15 years ago, this wasn't the reality. Tim Sheens, he was an absolute mastermind with these sort of things. And I think it shows how much of a fantastic coach Sheens he was because he obviously had a team in the late 80s, early 90s, the Canberra Raiders, where they would just go from sideline to sideline. They had dominant players everywhere, and he really had to adjust his coaching when he arrived at the West Tigers. I mean, you have a look at this side. It's a fullback, Brett Hodgson, that played, what, two or three games for New South Wales. You know, was part of that Parramatta side. Had never really won anything. A 5'8 in Benji Marshall, who'd been playing for two years. A halfback in Scott Prince, who had had... He'd broken his leg three times. He'd already been at three clubs by his 100th first grade game. A guy that wasn't really a noted winner at this point, let's be perfectly honest with you here. A rookie at the nine. You had Robbie Farrer as well. So, and a forward pack that really didn't feature any superstars, let's be honest here. So, for to achieve what they did in this year, this is what it came down to, the coaching of Tim Sheens. Now, of course, the night before this game, uh, sorry, the day after this game it was, sorry, it was a Sunday afternoon, I believe. Uh, the North Queensland Cowboys, they absolutely give it to the Parramatta Eels. They beat them 29-0 from memory. An unbelievable game, and it sets up for the grand final that we never thought we would have had. I mean, the North Queensland Cowboys and the West Tigers, I mean, seems unbelievable now. But back then, you got to remember that the North Queensland Cowboys, they'd only come into the comp in 97. The West Tigers are a team that had merged in the year 2000. Both very young clubs and both with young halves as well. I mean, I've already spoken about Benji and about Scotty Prince, but you look over at the North Queensland Cowboys. I mean, JT, this is his first ever season there. Yeah, he won a premiership with the Cowboys the year before. He was a very young man, 21, I would say. He might even have been younger at that point. Another team that didn't really have superstars, a young Matty Bowen, you know, guys in the front row like Paul Rahe, guys that are never really spoken about since that grand final, essentially. But a cracking game and just one of those grand finals that rugby league deserved. It was going to be a fairy tale either way. We, of course, had to wait another 10 years to see the North Queensland Cowboys win their first premiership, but the first premiership for the West Tigers as a merged club, an unbelievable moment. Scott Prince, I've spoken about him a couple of times. He was the man of the match in this game. He was the guy they looked to in the big moments. He was unreal in this game. Clive Churchill medalist, unbelievable. A great season for Scott Prince, but I think we all remember the 2005 grand final for one play, and what a play it was. Benji Marshall, the flick pass. Let's go there now. Right foot kick down the ground into the in goal almost. Hodgson cuts it off. Hodgson taken by Norton. Took him late. Marshall skips away. Marshall skips away. Marshall's still going. Marshall's got Richards coming up outside.
In the context of this game, this play was massive from Benji Marshall. Comes in about the 34th, 35th minute, and scores are still locked at 6-all. I think a lot of us look back and remember the Tigers sort of running away with this one, but... You know, five minutes before halftime, it was six. All the Cowboys scored first, and they only let the West Tigers back into it with a mistake in their own in goal. So the Cowboys well and truly on the front foot, and Benji Marshall comes up with this play. And I think we also forget the context of where this was. Of course, Benji Marshall was such a young footballer at the time that he used to defend out on the wing, which meant that he would drop back. And you see in this play, he's defending on the left wing. He drops back. Brett Hodgson gets it. Benji wraps around him. You hear Travis Norton coming at uh, Brett Hodgson. He just drops and passes and it leaves a little gap for Benji Marshall and my god a moment that we'll never forget I remember being there that night and it was just unbelievable watching this unfold he comes to uh he, he comes to Matty Bowen and he just eyes him up he gooses and he goes down the left edge he flicks him under and throws this flick pass that was just sublime I still haven't seen a better pass as far as the context of a game goes a better flick pass unbelievable and hearing Benji talk about that 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 was just part and parcel of the football that he grew up with and also a lot of credit to Tim Sheens because he gave the guys the confidence to be able to do this on on the big stage. A lot of coaches wouldn't even allow their players to consider doing this on zero tackle but he allowed Benji Marshall to be who Benji Marshall is and beauty of what Tim Sheens did that year and it's something that I've spoken about a number of times with a lot of coaches nowadays is that Tim Sheens, he coached the team that he had not the team that he wanted. What I mean by that, when you look at the last few teams that have won premierships or the teams over the last few years that have been successful, you look at the Canterbury Bulldogs, you look at that big forward pack. We're talking Mason, O'Mealy, Asatasi, all these huge bodies that would just monster other teams in defense. You look at the Sydney Roosters, who they played in that grand final, Morley, Fitzgibbon, Cusack over the years, Kalis, like just these monster forward packs that would just kill you with line speed and they would just demolish you. And, you you know, you quite often see in rugby league, it's a copycat league. I always say this. Teams are always trying to copy what the successful teams are doing. Tim Sheens went against that completely. Tim Sheens looked at the squad he had, looked at the halves he had and said, we're not going to be able to play this bash league. We're going to have to move the ball around. It's going to take a couple of years for this process to fall into place. But when it does, we're just going to be far too mobile, far too fit. And we've got the natural flair in a couple of our players to be able to make this work. I think the other underrated thing about this is the forward that he went after. They had a, a, a bit of ball skills about them as well. You obviously had a guy like Todd Payton. I think Todd Payton is criminally underrated in rugby league. His ball-playing ability was unreal, a sensational player. A couple of other guys they had in that team as well, a couple of young guys that really could ball play. And then, of course, Robbie Farrar. Now, a very young nine at the time, but very similar to what Benny Elias used to be. Very creative out of dummy half. And just the enthusiasm this, this team bring was unreal. They went on to win this grand final against the North Queensland. Cowboys off the back of that brilliant play from Benji Marshall and of course Scotty Prince the man that we've spoken about quite a bit and for me I still think he's the most underrated player in this team the most underrated factor in this premiership we always talk about the highlights of Benji and they were unbelievable mate Benji was the icing Scott Prince he was the cake he led this team around the park he was the leader a big thing that always stands out to me is who is the guy that is talking behind the post when you've conceded points every time in this team it was Scott Prince this is the guy that led them a champion season by Scotty Prince obviously the next year the thing things don't go quite to plan for the West Tigers I think they dropped to about 14th place or so and since then it's been pretty grim I think they've made the finals two or three times in the last 15 years I think it was 2010 and 2011 haven't made it since but 
in retrospect, looking at this team and looking at what they achieved after just six years earlier, having two franchises that were on the brink of extinction and they had to form together, two rivals as well, two rivals in the, in the Western suburbs of Sydney, they, they formed together and they built the West Tigers, who you could argue they were always destined for failure. But in 2005, they climbed the mountain. They did what every rugby league team has ever wanted to do. And if you look at every team that's ever won a premiership and you said, who was the least likely to do it at the start of their season? For me, I think it has to be the West Tigers of 2005. An unbelievable rugby league story and one of my favourite premierships of all time. I hope you really enjoyed this new segment, guys. It's something we're going to bring you each and every week. Hopefully a new one every week and we can go even more depth if the content is available to us. Let me know, guys, if there's any particular story or there's any particular moment that you think shaped our great game or shaped the game for you in your life. Let me know. Send me a DM. Send me a comment on Facebook, wherever it might be. Send me an email. Send me a pigeon, whatever you want to do. Let me know if there's any moments you want me to take a deep dive on. I've got a couple in my head already that are lined up for the next few weeks, but I can easily push some of them further push some of them behind depending on what you guys want if you wouldn't mind also guys if you're enjoying this sort of content leave a review on your podcast app I would thoroughly appreciate that to help out with any growth and everything and if you've got any West Tigers mates that you think would enjoy this one let them know about it because they're going through a pretty grim year at the moment it's been a couple of grim years and I'm sure they'd enjoy to look back on these fantastic moments hold up What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 